0: Makers, Welcome to another episode of the Sacred Changemakers podcast. My name is Jane Warrilow, and I have another great guest lined up for you today. And this is someone really special, someone I think you're really going to love. But before we enjoy a deep conversation together, I want to remind you why we're here. Because this podcast, it's about change and transformation, but not just any old change. We believe in change for good which lies at the intersection of three things, purpose, impact, and prosperity for all. We want to encourage you to think a little wider about your own life from your personal and professional development to also ask the question, how can I make a meaningful impact with my life? It's time for us to find a way to live in resonance with each other and all living things. And at Sacred Changemakers, we're here to help to build the foundations of a more equitable, loving, and resonant world. So come with us on a journey as we go behind the scenes with people who are making a real difference in our world. Sometimes we'll be interviewing change makers, and sometimes we'll be leading deep dive conversations, tackling the challenging issues of our times. But first, a word to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Coaches Business School, the world's leading business training for coaches and consultants, helping them to succeed in business so they can make a meaningful difference in our world. Go to coachesbusinessschool.com to get the tools, strategies, and frameworks you need to enjoy growing your business in a way that is profitable, predictable, and purpose-driven. A big thank you to all of our coaches, because without them, this wouldn't be possible. Okay, so our guest on the podcast this week is Jessica Hui MBE, founder of the Purpose Academy, entrepreneur and the author of Purpose, published by Hay House. Jessica has enjoyed a glittering career as a journalist, working with some of the world's best known stars. In 2006, Jessica launched Colorblind Cards, a multi-award winning, multicultural greeting card company, which drove an early conversation around the importance of ethnic representation in retail and became the first independent brand to secure a high street presence for black cards in the UK. Labeled one of the Britain's most inspiring entrepreneurs, Jessica was honored with an MBE for services to entrepreneurship and contribution to diversity and inclusion. In 2017, having recognized a lack of books written by authors of color in the personal development space, she spearheaded the diverse wisdom initiative with Hay House. The program is designed to attract and elevate more writers of color in the holistic health and spirituality space. Now, our title for today's conversation is The Power of Purpose, so let me give a very warm welcome to Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Lovely to talk. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to our conversation, and if I've got anybody listening out there, they'll know I always say that about my guests, but it's absolutely true. I'm really looking forward to talking to you, Jessica. Mm. Um, And, you know, our listeners, they've just heard a little bit about your bio, but I wonder if we can... Just dig a little deeper. Can you tell us a little bit about the human behind the bow? Who is Mm. she? (laughs) Um,
1: who is she? I mean, I guess the I think we're all our outside um our doing is always driven by who we are, isn't it? And so um it's interesting. I think it's no, it's no coincidence that when I look back on my career um a, a big chunk of which was spent in the space of um profile raising you know as a publicist as a celebrity publicist and a publicist to, to big names and and small business owners helping them to raise their profile um there was a part of my career which which was very much about controlling and shaping perceptions um diluting and covering up and you know um and and and, I, and and that's almost the antithesis of where I find myself today, um, which is at the other end of the spectrum. You know, it's it's far less about um, trying to shape perceptions, and much more about stripping back in order to reveal who we are. Um, which, of course, is 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 us in our authentic truth, which is always where we're in our magic and and, and where the real adventure of of, of being alive and being living our purpose really starts to to kick in but um yeah it started with um a childhood like many of us um in which it 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 really wasn't okay to um there was a lot of a lot of myself was suppressed i grew up in a a loving home with um a, a jamaican dad and a an english mum um, who were together at a time when it was, um, you know, it was controversial for a black man to be with a white woman. And my dad was an older parent. He'd come over in the Windrush years and, um, and they had their challenges. They had their, their own trauma, which, you know, unlike, you um, I think it's a real privilege that you know today we're able to have conversations like this about purpose and and higher coaches and explore you know self development because for um, our elders you know that that wasn't always the case and so there was an impact of that um, and so I think for many years um, you know it just just really surviving through the dysfunction of growing up in in a pained household um, more and more of my true self was, um, I was disconnected from it. Um, and at 17, I decided to opt out. Um, by that point I'd really perfected my control freakery. <laughs> I was really, um, you know, I, I, I recognized that I, I needed to, um, you know, my own desire for perfection was, was one way that I, I, I felt I could keep myself safe. Um, and so I opted out and decided to create my own family and become a mum at age 17 um, without any of the resource, which would have been very helpful in doing so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, with that naive um, but oh so determined kind of, you know, mindset, I my daughter was born when I was 18 years old and I'd been expelled from school. I had no qualifications. I had Um, I found myself with nowhere to live but what I did have was this very powerful catalyst for making something of my life and a hell of a lot of shame a hell of a lot of shame both my own at being this teen mum at a time when society was really frowning on it you know the covers of the newspapers were making a you know sort of Daily Mail were really shaming um, young mums and and I felt that very deeply. And so my, my my sort of medicine to my shame was really to overachieve um, and to work and to do incessantly. Um, and as many of us realize, you know, that that doing will always pay dividends, but it's not sustainable if we aren't allowing, um, if, if we're out of touch and disconnected from, from what we're feeling. Um, it's very difficult to tell this story in a succinct manner, but hopefully that gives you a sense.
0: <laughs> I know, and as you're speaking, I'm just remembering in the book how you've so so elegantly written you know, what was in some ways quite a traumatic experience for you to go through, and I, I really got that, but there was this, I don't know, and, and I love that we've called our, our thing the power of purpose because as I was saying to you before we turned the record on, There was just something very powerful about the way you recounted that story in your book, because it was almost like, I don't know, it was almost like you had a sense there was more for you, Mm. even though all the signs around you were pointing to you know the fact that you're a single mom, and you know you 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 don't have anywhere to live, and you don't have a career, and you didn't get to college at the same time as some of your peers, and that kind of thing. Now I know you did eventually go, but it's like it was there was such a clarity in that. I don't know. I I, I it stood out for me as I was reading, and mm. I it was very it felt very powerful. It mm. did i think
1: there was always a if only for sort of flickering moments there was always a sense that and, and and in part i think it was you know where my childhood lacked stability you know there was a strong value system this this idea of of um you know integrity and truth and those were words which were commonly You know, often ironically, but nonetheless, you know, they were they were commonplace within my within my upbringing. And so as I got older and started to feel a conflict between the environments that I sometimes found myself working in or the way I was working um, or the values I was upholding through the industries that I was, you know, a part of where I felt a personal conflict I was unable to ignore that niggle Um, and there was always this sense that there was something that, that something was misaligned that something was waiting to be seen and 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 also just a sense of being held there were some really magical moments I know there's one in the book where I talk about being 20 and my dissertation is due and my now kind of two three-year-old daughter is is crying because she's awake and it's two in the morning and it's New Year's Eve and I'm living on the 15th floor of a tower block in West London and I can see all the fireworks and it's the millennium and everybody is (laughs) partying and I'm just trying to get this damn dissertation finished before the deadline and I'm in tears because my bank account is empty, the baby won't sleep, I'm exhausted and I have no evidence that my life is going to amount to anything and it's it's Mm -hmm. just that that sort of dark night of the soul that space of of uncertainty where all you have is is your faith and there's you know and that's and that's it and and i just remember this feeling of calm kind of washing over me as i sat at the computer and and just serenity kicked in And, and there have been those moments which you know the more i've become open to them and um and curious and, and and lent into for me what is you know is 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 much realer than anything um humanly constructed um the the, the more that i've been able to you know allow that 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 mourness if you like to to be the fuel for my life um yeah
0: mm. i love that so when you look at your life and where you are today are, are you where you were expected to be? <laughs>
1: so I don't think anyone's asked me that
0: question. I don't. Um,
1: no, I, I mean no. In many ways, I think it's been an exercise, and it continues to be. You know, my greatest work is is in surrender. It's in letting go of the agenda and the need to control where I go um and that goes against a lot of what we're we're taught you know in many ways it goes against the idea of ambition but but i think they can coexist i think we can be driven to create and and driven to you know to be of service um but it's what's fueling that and i think so often certainly in my own case for for, for much of my adult life that was driven by lack and a need to validate my sense of self um or prove some point about you know that that was trying to fill this gaping hole that could only be filled with you know with love, um, not not by any kind of exter- external validation or swanky title on a business card or, or bank balance or anything like that. And and so at this stage in my life, it's much more about um, you know my priority is maintaining a connection to. Yeah, my own kind of deeper wisdom and allowing, and my heart, allowing my heart to lead my life. And and often, and I think that the, the, the powerful thing about writing purpose was it was the first thing that, that I'd created which came completely from a space without agenda. You know, I wasn't planning to write a book. It was, you know, when it was three o'clock in the morning and I picked up the pen in the back of the envelope and started scrawling at my dad's bedside as he was kind of, you know, um, transitioning from life into certainly the death of his body. And I was caring for him. It was such a real truthful space in which all of the things that we attach so much importance to fall away, had fallen away. And creating from that space of truth, I found is, it, it 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 carries with it a momentum and an energy unlike anything that we could construct with our intellect or with a business plan or with a coach. It's it's a, it's there's a purity in it which goes beyond um, the mind. And so my work now is to try and yeah to try and maintain that um, trust in in leaping before I can see you know what the future holds and and allowing and having you know using the tools because I'm all you know I I, it's so it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to engage support in the form of um you know skills and coaches and, and business plans and all of all of those things but but have them work in service to what it is that your heart and soul really wants to bring forth into the world rather than the other way around so it's about an inside-out approach to life now for me. Um, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what I felt
0: to share. <laughs> well, I love that. And that inside-out purpose to life, I think, you know, it, as you were speaking there, I was reminded of, like, in a way, my my own awakening into that space. And uh, I, I, I've got a sense it's a place that, I don't know it's almost like a threat I I think of change in terms of thresholds and I I think we all get to like an inflection point somewhere where we either we have like a realization that we're off track or out of alignment or whatever language we put to it we're like this and I've heard I've heard like my friends say you know this isn't the life I ordered (laughs) Mm -hmm. which we kind of laugh about in popular culture but I think it's really true some somehow when I when I take a step back from life and the world I sometimes think that we've created a world where it's necessary to shape perceptions like you said you did in your early career Mm -hmm. which makes you a great person for me to have this conversation with which is you know and, and I've been through that myself in publicity and marketing and even sales and thinking okay like who do I need to be here (laughs) right Mm -hmm. okay to get the most traction or the most engagement or whatever it is and we often think we have to like bend ourselves into kind of inhumane shapes to make that happen Mm -hmm. and yet you've been on that side of the like if we if we call it like a line there's one side of the line which is you know that If you are a public figure in any way, then people want to need something from you that's going to, like, connect and resonate and build engagement with them. But then on the other side, there's potentially your purpose, your soul, like, what you came came into this life for. And I don't know your beliefs, but maybe that's something that resonates. And it's like there is a purpose to this life, but... Mm you know, what is it? And when I'm off track, I have a, so for me personally, if I'm, when I get out of alignment, I know pretty quickly now, it used to take me, I think, years to realize, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. now I can notice quite quickly. And, you know, but there has been a lot of my life where purpose didn't really figure. Uh, It certainly wasn't something I was taught in school. And in my early career years was never something that was part of my career or my business conversation it was certainly outside in my spiritual life but it wasn't part of the mainstream vernacular like it is today Mm. so thinking about that I've got to ask you this question which is is it possible to be completely authentic in yourself and get the publicity you want (laughs) for for get your needs met for your business or whatever public figure like image that you have is that possible
1: Jessica? Uh, 100% and I and I for me that's what purpose is it's purpose for me is becoming more of who we are as much as as we can you know it's literally that how much can we and it's less about becoming or acquiring you know any you know anything new Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. fact it's a stripping back it's a releasing of who we aren't to arrive at the essence of who we are, and then living and creating and doing business and playing and forming relationships, our, our entire existence, have it be an expression of the essence of who we are. And that takes great courage because it often means going against the grain, it being it means being willing to let go of the opportunities and people that aren't aligned with that, and they can often be the quick wins so it's a real it's making a real stand for, for 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 who we are and 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 for me that's the point of our existence and the beauty the reward in doing that i find you know more and more as i as i allow this belief this fundamental knowing to lead my life is that you know in allowing our, ourselves to um, forfeits not the right word but to release all that isn't aligned with with who we are we create space for all that is Mm -hmm. and the the beauty is this sense of congruence so that we move away from shape shifting and feeling like we have to fit and and we move into this space where you know there's no more fear Mm -hmm. or if there is fear it's 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 short-lived and it's it's accompanied by a, a deeper a deeper sense of um solidarity with with um, and ultimately it, it's, you know, I think it's Marianne Williams and I love this quote, which is, you know, we're, we're only beholden to the values of the paradigm that we subscribe to because it just changes the game, you know, and it, it means that often we will be the outlier in the room. Um, but we're the outlier who sleeps well, right. <laughs> <laughs> who looks in the mirror without a conflict, you know, and the more that we do that the more we start to make choices which you know make us soul sing and it's it's that that's, that's led to me deciding to you know leave leave the uk and move to an island in the tropics jamaica you know in, in at the start of the pandemic and you know just fill my life with stuff that with the scents and the sounds and the 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 the, 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 visu- the visuals and the tastes and the feel you know my life feels like jessica increasingly and from that space I cannot help but create um in business and and write in a way which is you know is much more powerful than anything that was coming from a more superficial part of me and so it connects and so it serves and then there's a ripple effect and others are inspired and, and and empowered to do the same and that's why we're here that's why we're here
0: I love that. And I love how you have just simply kind of laid out for us the, the journey you've been on in, in finding and rediscovering, in a way, coming home to yourself and your own sense of purpose. And I, I want to talk to you, obviously, without breaking any confidentialities, because I know you work in this space professionally, as do I. And I'd love to get your sense of, because I, I, I totally agree with everything you've said about the stripping away and and what I find when I first start working with people in this space is most of us haven't got a clue who we really are (laughs) like you know even people that have been on the planet for 70 odd years it's like they've sometimes I find people who've lived the life that I don't know, somebody else wanted for them. Mm. And they're only just waking up to that realization. And and then I think of things like imposter syndrome and and, and all these other, I'm going to say learned behaviors, because that's kind of how I see them and how they impact us and impact our lives and our relationships and what we believe is possible and what we believe is not possible for us. And I'd love to get a sense of, you know, when you start the conversation in this space, because there's there'll be a lot of people listening to this thinking, okay, so I would like to be more authentic, but how, like, what do I do? What advice would you have for people listening about this and thinking, yeah, I want that. <laughs> how do I get that?
1: <laughs> I, think, I think the first thing is just to, be really grateful that, you know, you're feeling that niggle because as you say, there's so many people that, you know, I think go through their lives completely numb to the fact that there is any, there could be any more for them. Um, You know, we had a chat that before we started Jane, didn't we about, you know, wanting to open up the world to our children. Um, And yeah, you know, I, I look back and I think when I was growing up and, you know, I didn't know anybody that moved the con- moved country. I didn't know that was a possibility. So that's certainly something that I I, I never saw for myself. Um, and that's socioeconomics. That's mindset. That's, that's yep. all sorts of things. Um But yeah, the first thing is if you're feeling that niggle, that's a great place to be. If you're feelings, if you have a sense of I just don't think this is, I, 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 there's got to be more. <laughs> That's great. It's great because it's that, that right there is an indication that, that you are at almost at the starting line. You're in, you're, you're, you're being invited to embark on the adventure of getting to know who you are. And I think, you know, if there's something that, that, that you feel called to do, maybe it's a side hustle, maybe it's a creative exploit, you know, leaning into that and even in the smallest way um, is is really like following the, the paving stones on Dorothy's yellow brick road. You know, one will lead you to the next and you don't get to see the whole path to the the wizard. You just have to, t- you know, you just just concentrate on the step in front of you and you step before you can see where it's leading. That's that's really the key. Um, and if there isn't something that you feel called to do at this point, that's also great because then it's like you know it's about kind of positively disrupting your life and and opting out of your status quo you know going to new places with new new conversations and new environments or you know what was that thing that you loved as a child that hobby go and take a class in it it's you know reading a new book it's anything that is going to break you out of your you know um you're, you're you're normal if your normal isn't isn't fulfilling you it's time to explore something else and, and and trust that you know when you are ready to embark on that the greatest adventure you know you you will be led that there signs will will present themselves and and that's you know we don't need to understand how or why we just need to um entertain the belief <laughs> right. that we are guided yeah
0: it's so funny because you said something there you will be led you said and um it it's it's really interesting that you know our culture in the west particularly is is set up like you said you use the word ambition like it's almost like we're educated to take control and shape our career and shape our life and be a leader like that's Mm. kind of the pinnacle you know of you know if you can get to the top of the game of whatever game you're playing then you're the leader right mm. but then what you just said there about you know you will be led that mm. has been my experience i did a, i created kind of a shift for myself only about 3 or 4 years ago now where jane the businesswoman kind of stepped aside and i allowed almost like my intuition, my soul to take charge because I kind of knew that I was done with work, (laughs) wanted to retire from work. Mm -hmm. But what I wasn't done with was my soul work. And I wasn't entirely sure what that was. And I just knew I needed to explore and allow something to have expression through me. Mm. And so to enable that to happen, I had to get Jane's thinking mind, Jane's strategy and business head out of the way Mm. and allow myself, allow my life in a way to lead me. So I really get that. And I also get so what I felt when I was doing that was the amount of resistance I felt in the early days of that was huge. Like Mm. I tried everything I could, Jessica, to resist because it felt less than. But when I realized that the less than was a taught human construct, Mm. I could let it go. But I do remember the resistance to that because it felt almost like I was walking in the opposite direction to everyone else. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do. I do.
0: And sometimes we
1: are. (laughs) Sometimes we're absolutely walking in the, in the opposite direction to the majority and it's, and it's getting comfortable with that because it's, you know, for me, writing purpose. You know, I, I'd, I'd, I had, you know, a, a, some level of profile for for my work with, you know, the stars that I'd, I'd, I'd worked with, and you know, all the awards that I'd won with Colourblind Cards and people. You know, I had, I, I'd painted myself into this um, identity of a, you know, a young mum triumph over tribulation. You know, a role model for. The hard work and the, and I'm proud of all of that. I, I am, and and it was those very experiences that I, were necessary in order for me to arrive at the place that I've arrived spiritually. Not not not, not practically even. But and um, I've lost my train of thought now. And 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 what were we just
0: talking about? <laughs> So you were talking about the fact that, you know, the publicity had got you so fast. You already had a base when you were writing right. your book. And then in yeah, the yeah. writing of the book. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like a coming out, you know, the yeah. experience. It, it was a coming out. And and it was these I, terms like spiritual awakening were not a part of my vocabulary. My university degree was in journalism. Everything was very evidence based. You know, I, I had a belief that in God. But, you know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a God or, or a universe that had any real bearing on the outcomes in my life. It was sort mm. of, you know, looking back retrospectively, it was kind of quite an empty um, prayer, you know, and and something that was was conditioned behavior through going to a Church of England school and what occurred for me in caring for my dad and and leaning into the grief that, was a result of this incredibly close relationship I had with, you know, the parent that had really been the sort of anchor in, in mm-hmm. my childhood. Um, it was very powerful being, a, you know, for the first time feeling, you know, being in this space where I started, I had to feel my feelings because, you know, the relationship really required that of me. It, it deserved that honor. I needed to, to be present and, and, and in doing that, um yeah, that, that that's what I experienced. It was a complete spiritual awakening, and it's one of those things that you can't unknow once you know. And, and I was able to realize this incredible or oh, to have a, a a taste, if you like, of who we are when we are brought to our knees, that you know, which is really love. It's just love mm-hmm. and the connection, you know, these incredible conversations that I would have at four in the morning with doctors sitting on the doorstep of the council estate that my parents still lived in and and sharing that, you know, I remember one telling me that every weekend he went to the cemetery and sat and just talked to his mum and we spoke as if we'd known each other for years because none of those, all the barriers had fallen away and it was just this beautiful soul-to-soul connection that becomes possible when we when our masks are off Mm -hmm. and once you taste that and you feel that we aren't different you 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 feel our connectedness it's impossible to go back and 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't want to because that really is um success to be able to realize and 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 live and exist in the truth of who we are you know, not 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 every single in every moment, but but to to know that that is is us. You know, um, mm. it, it 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 somehow enables you with the courage to to come out <laughs> and allow you and reveal yourself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny you describe yourself in that way because that's that's one of the ways I've described. My career is is of just perpetually coming out of the closet. That's what it feels like. I show more and more of myself as every year goes by. And I I love you've given voice to the fact that once the masks are off, it's like, I don't think I could go back now. Like, I I just don't think I could. (laughs) Because this place now continues to show itself in, like my purpose. So this is another thing I'd love to ask you, because my purpose doesn't feel like a fixed entity. It feels more like an ever emerging wave in my life. (laughs) Does that make any sense? Yeah, completely. Because I I don't think it has anything
1: to do with doing. I think that's more of the same kind of thinking. I, I think it is just that unfolding of the expression as you say of the wave of who we are and when we're connect when we're in in that flow when we're connected to ourself and we're prizing that above all else we can't help but be in, we, we, we can't help but be inspired and, and able to receive as you put it, the, you know, to allow it's, it's that space of yielding rather than pushing and making things happen. We, we become receptive and open to um, what wants to come through us. Yeah. Um, and so we, we you know, the, and there will be lots of things undoubtedly that that will come through us. And, and they're just an expression of our purpose. They're an expression of who we are, but the purpose itself is just to, to be more Jane, to be more Jessica.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love that. And what a beautiful gift, parting gift your father gave you.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, truly. Truly, truly, truly. And
0: um, yeah, it's been
1: been beautiful to, to be able to honour him and his life and his legacy and in in yeah, the continuation of um of just the sharing. Yeah
0: so I wonder if you'll allow me to probe a little deeper into what you learned about yourself through that experience like what do you know now that prior when your dad was still alive that you hadn't yet realized or didn't know then gosh so much
1: I mean I love my dad immensely and yet the there was still a role, you know. There there are dynamics that we have in our families and that we live out in our working lives, and um, you know, it's, it's some there are archetypes or, or or these dynamics, and there was a real power in being released from that role, um, which just left this blank canvas because you know the the shape of the way that I was shaped by the relationship and, Mm. um, was huge. And, and, and so that blank canvas meant that everything was up for reevaluation, um, and questioning and, you know, is, is this really what I believe? Is this really who I am? And, and with it, um, a deepest level of self-honesty and, you know, it's not, it's not all, fairies and fairy lights and you know candles it's it's a it's a confrontation with self it's a confrontation with the denial that has often been um, a part of our coping mechanism you know to to um, it's a, a confrontation with all that we've suppressed and um, a confronta- confrontation with the parts of our character um, that you know are not aligned with love and and a yeah are willing to to see it all and 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 to be with it all and accept it and integrate it and and that's the ongoing the ongoing work and it's you know I think we only get what we can what we're ready to see at any given time so it's a you know which was why it was such a, a beautiful invitation you know when Hay House asked me to add five chapters and continue the, per- the, the, the you know the, the story of purpose after I decided to make the move to, to Jamaica because that period of you know by the time I got to this the place where you know feeling called to make the move just as we were we went into lockdown and and 15 weeks later I was on the plane you know going through divorce with my eight-year-old son it was it was very scary but it was also incredibly liberating because it was almost like the first big choice of my soul you know intentional you know um decision and moving then to kind of rural Jamaica initially where everything shuts down at seven o'clock and all you can hear is the ocean and you know the crickets and the frogs and it's pitch black and there is no wi-fi and (laughs) you you, you you're left with yourself and all that you've yet to really face or feel and um but there's an opportunity in that. There's an opportunity and an invitation. And I guess what I've really found is that we can only enjoy and experience as much life and love as there is, which is infinite. You know, as we are willing to go into the darkest parts of ourselves that we've not wanted to face. Um, and so that's 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 really been my that's that is my ongoing journey. Yeah. Mm.
0: so how would you describe your purpose through this because one of the things we talk about at sacred change makers is like a calling our soul's calling coming to us and i I don't know if that language resonates with you or not jessica but i just wondered like where where are you headed because you're in a very different place now than where you were so what's the direction now (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
1: Then the language absolutely resonates and it's, um, it's, it's right where I am, you know, it's, 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 you know, I, I believe that everything that life, um, delivers us is, is absolutely as is meant. And so, um, it's, you know, I feel very grateful and, and blessed and proud that, you know, all of my work in the world is completely, yeah, completely real for me. It's completely aligned. I no longer have that the sense of conflict and, and where it does come up, I lean into it and, and, um, and, and really look at it because it's, uh, so it's, it's just more of, of, of being who I am right now. And I feel just incredibly blessed to be surrounded by people, you know, whether it's through the Purpose Academy or people that read the book that, um, feel you know moved or touched or inspired to become more of who they are whatever in whatever that looks like so it's just a continued showing up and I, I just trust that you know the rest will unfold
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs> <laughs> I do and one of the things we talk about at Sacred Changemakers is kind of this time that we're in now and you know there's there's many different ways of describing it or perspectives to look at it lenses to look at this time through and I just wondered like what's the lens that you're choosing to look at kind of where we are right now in the world and potentially even maybe where you feel we might be headed. Mm.
1: I try to keep my focus um it's a balance isn't it it's 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 having a an awareness um and not being disconnected from what's happening in the world and yet keeping you know keeping this recognition that I am of most service when I heal and expand um and that's an inside job and you know I look at the you know, the work that I do today in the world is, um, you know, the ripple effects are, when I look at the people that I work with, you know, they are particularly women, not just women, but they're across industries, whether it's finance or medicine, you know, healthcare or law, but they are individuals who recognize and feel intuitively that their space, their corner needs to evolve, you um, And needs to expand and needs to really become, you know, that an injection of of purpose is required and that that that's lacking. And they are individuals who are making a stand and coming out in their own corners. And it always starts from the inside out because there's that process that, you know, we've talked about that we've got to go through before we can even be willing to speak um, and share a message, which isn't always welcome but it's so necessary because some of us have to be first on the dance floor you know in order for others to know that it's safe for them to also come and shake their hips and so it's um we're moving in the right direction I I I, I feel full of I, I see that um and really it's moving moving into a time where um when we live in our purpose we cannot help but stand for each other, because purpose is innately wrapped up with service. And so um, for me, our mo- the most important contribution we can make is by really doing our inner work. Um, and then our how we show up in the world cannot help, but be in service of the collective. And so I try and keep my focus there.
0: Mm. And I love how you describe that, because as, as you were speaking, I was just looking at our title, The Power of Purpose. And there's a lot of people in our audience that are aligning their work with not only what they need from their career or their business, but also, you know, what the world needs from them right now is a question we often ask. And I just heard that inherently in your answer. And it, it's made me really curious about, you know, the the power of purpose because if I kind of take a step back and think about what life and the world would be like if everyone lived fully Mm. into their purpose Mm. I think the world would be a very different place
1: yeah yeah and that's why for me it's the epicenter of everything and Mm. you, you know you started out by saying it's for me, it's it, 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 it's such a succinct, or it's such a you know, a, it's just that <laughs> because if, if we focus on that, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah,
0: and it's 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 kind of interesting how hard it is for us to just be ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really is. Oh my gosh, um, so. I'm actually going to wrap us up here because I love the kind of natural pause point that we're at at this place here. And I'm just going to ask you, you know, if there's, if there's anything that you would want to share with our listeners, anything that we perhaps haven't covered in the conversation yet, any words of wisdom to leave them with, what might it be?
1: I think it's got to be stripped back is where we meet ourselves, <laughs>
0: you know and I don't want to forget that word you said right at the beginning because you called that magic you said there's a magic that happens with the stripping back.
1: yeah yeah there there is it's an opening up to you know I, I I think I wrote in the book somewhere it was like I spent so long with my hands gripped gripped white knuckle gripped onto the steering wheel of my own life you know like almost as if I if I let go of controlling and and you know driving the destination then it would all fall apart and you know the discovery that I had always been held and that actually you know you take your hands off and it isn't a giving up at all in fact it's a handing over um and then we just arrive somewhere quite magical, beyond anything that we could, um, yeah, beyond a destination of our own um, imagining. What was has been magical and continues to be magical. And um, yeah, it's almost like life's life surprise. <laughs> yeah,
0: and. I'm just going to thank you there because you've just said something that really landed for me, which is that we're always held. Mm. I'm just going to say something really quickly at the end here, which was um, I have a real problem with work-life balance, if we're going to call it that. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I love my work. I'm passionate about it. I do it all the time. And I realized fairly recently that I struggle to just rest and relax. And you just saying that we're always held enables me to realize that I don't have to be exhausted to rest Mm. because I'm always held. Mm. I can just rest. So thank you. you That was very powerful. (laughs) Jessica, thank you so much for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And I I just know our listeners will have got so many insights from what you've shared. So just makes me smile knowing you're in the world doing the work that you're doing and you're out there rooting for each of us to just come home to ourselves. So I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I have a huge smile on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Before we go, I want to remind you that all the resources and links for our guests are in the show notes at sacredchangemakers.com. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Coaches Business School, who are helping us to make a direct impact aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, all visible on our website. And if you're a coach wanting to grow your impact, you will need to understand how to build a business that works today. Check out Coaches Business School's unique frameworks and methods to help you grow your business in a way that works for you and your clients and helps to make a meaningful difference in our world. Hashtag transition team. It's time to build a bridge from what you want in life to include what the world needs from you. Together, we can make a meaningful difference. Again, you can find us at sacredchangemakers.com and our sponsors at coachesbusinessschool.com. And if our episode resonated with you today, I hope you'll consider joining us. So for now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your intention and efforts to make our world a better place. Until next time, lots of love.